Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, a bunch of trailers we're catching up on. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And isn't sometimes the trailer's better than the movie? So let's consider these three feature films. I always consider the trailer as another character in the movie, you know? Oh, that's a cool way to look at it. That's really (laughs) smart. My favorite character, the trailer to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, didn't really, it was weirdly didn't play into the movie much. Anyway, why don't we get into this? We got a couple of things that we're going to be catching up on. Um, We're going to talk about the trailer for Echo that came out a couple of weeks back, the trailer for What If Season 2, but let's kick it off with our most requested one. That's not a joke. I've gotten multiple requests for us to talk about this. Madam Web! First trailer for Madam Web came out a couple of weeks back. The movie is out February 14th, 2024. A beautiful valentine's day uh, date if i ever love it. one yes. are you taking take your... you i'm gonna take my own madam web out to see the movie <laughs> did you did you ask her that way <laughs> yeah she was like what are you talking about go back to your basement but like, yes you're right i've made a mistake here yes many mistakes that have led me up to this point and sony has made many mistakes that have led them up to this point for releasing <laughs> madam web wow. next year wow. or maybe you disagree we'll see in the trailer we meet Dakota Johnson, who is playing a younger version of Madam Web. Usually she is a decrepit old lady in the comics who dressing is... dressing in very strange, like red trench coat, red glasses, right? Is Madam well, that's Web? The, that's the younger version. That's Julia Carpenter. Which, so this is so complicated. Mm. We're not going to spend too much time on continuity here because it's absolutely bonkers. But the thing that you need to know for the comics is there are multiple spider women and multiple Madam Webs. The one that Dakota Johnson playing is Cassandra Webb, who is usually an old lady who is confined to a chair. She's kind of an oracle that Spider-Man and related characters have consulted over the years. But the way that she's depicted in this trailer, we get to meet her, is A, wholly original, but B, seems to be connected to what is called in the comics, but not mentioned in the trailer, the Web of Life. We get to see her encounter a number of different characters, including Cindy Sweeney, who is playing Julia Carpenter, who becomes Spider-Woman in the comics. Isabella Merced, who's playing Anya Corazon, a.k.a. Arana, who also becomes Spider-Woman in the comics. And Celeste O'Connor, who's playing Maddie Franklin, a.k.a. Spider-Woman from the comics. Uh, So lots of Spider-Women here. The antagonist seems to be, uh, the actor's name is Tahir Rahim, who is playing Ezekiel Sims. He's wearing this dark Spider-Man suit. And again, not entirely clear from the trailer. We could certainly speculate on it, but seems to be removing people from the web of life, if you want to call it that. There's two other characters we'll get to in a second that are kind of mildly spoilery. If you don't want spoilers, tune out for the next five to ten minutes or so. Um, but what was your... You, you love this trailer, right? I would love... Love? What is love? In, in love. Uh, February 14th. I'm in love. In yeah, love. Yes. Exactly. With my own Madam Web, which is the movie Madam Web. No, I, I thought this was fun. Like, I hearing you describe it, it is wildly complicated. And what I was going to say is, it seems like at a time when Marvel movies are growing more and more complicated and just bloated with story, the Sony movies are at least very much like, here it is, here's some stuff. This is Venom. He does this stuff. And there isn't a ton of that. So 
the trailer makes this movie feel sort of a little bit in that vein where we get a little origin. We get it, it reminds me of superhero movies that I liked more than the current batch. So I think there's a little bit of nostalgia to a simpler time, literally, and a simpler trailer. So into that, I think Dakota Johnson looks good. The spider, this is the spider characters, both the heroes and villains, were exciting to see. So yeah, I love, you know what? I love this trailer. I'm in love with this trailer. One and thing I don't care that I, who knows I really it. like is I like the idea of Final Destination set in a superhero mu- universe. Agree. Very Agree. fun. That that part of the trailer, even though that's not necessarily what Madam Web is in the comics, that Dakota Johnson gets in an accident and she's able to see a couple of seconds or minute into the future. That's cool. I'm 100% cool with that. More schlocky, straightforward 90s premises that are just simple and fun and enjoyable. This is a little bit of a side thing, and I know you're probably going to be shocked to hear this, but I watched what? Blade for the first time ever. Whoa. I know. That's crazy. I thought I had seen it, but I guess I just saw like Stephen Dorff turn into the blood god and assumed I had seen the entire movie. I never seen you it. You only saw the part about some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> I didn't even see that. That line is insane. Isn't but... that? That's one of the craziest things that's ever happened in movies. <laughs> I think and so. When I say that, I think it makes Pete mad. But yeah. I'm like, that's a real line. I, it's crazy that that was like, what's our best banger <laughs> line for the end? And they're like, some ice skate. There's no ice skating in this. <laughs> Some it's ice skating is very to ice skate uphill. Uh, what I, the reason I bring this up, though, and the reason I think it's directly relevant, is that movie came out in 1998, and all it is is just making everybody look like the coolest motherfuckers in the world the entire yes. time. Like there's, a, you know, there's they give it a little bit of emotional resonance with the stuff with his mom and whatever else, but that doesn't matter. It's mostly how can we set up Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, and Stephen Dorth, and the rest of the cast to look super cool, and even Donald Logue. Let's just set him up in the most insane yeah. comedy action sequences possible. It's very pleasing to watch that sort of thing. So it's a great movie. I love that movie. I'm reading the MCU, uh, the Rise and Fall, or mm-hmm. I forget the actual subtitle for it. And to, they're talking about how just the how these movies were made, and it is it's a great read if you're a super fan of all of these uh, Marvel movies because it was that was the plan. They were like, let's make this cool. No thought about any wider <laughs> thing. They're just yeah. like, let's do something cool, and it's like, why don't we just do that? Well, and that's the part of this trailer that I really like is the idea of Dakota Johnson meeting with people, having the whole final destination thing, using her prognostication powers. Awesome. I'm great with that. The thing that worries me about it is the thing that you touched on at the end here talking about this book, that it seems like Sodi got a Sodi and is starting to throw in a bunch of other wildly complicated things here. We get flashes of the three women in their spider costumes, which is cool. I'm glad to see it. I like it's that. very fun. But the whole Ezekiel Sims... I'll mention who Moreland is in a second, but like that whole web of life spider totem thing from the comics is insanely complicated. And And you hate that in the comics. I really do. I don't like, I, this is a kind of a crazy thing to say when we're talking about comic books, but I don't love the mystical connection with Spider-Man. And for anybody listening who doesn't know about this, this was something J. Michael Straczynski uh, introduced, the idea that maybe Spider-Man was fated to become Spider-Man, that he is a spider totem, a representation of the spider gods and the web of life and all of these other things. And it's, mind you, 
led to some fun stories like Dan Slott's Spider-Verse stuff, which directly led to the Spider-Verse movies as well. But at the same time, it's something that just doesn't fit with me with what we're supposed to assume is like a sci-fi basis for Spider-Man. It just doesn't yes. work there. Well, the, the conflict of the, because the whole point of Spider-Man is like an accident. He's an everyman. Mm -hmm. It was something that happened to him and it changed his life. That was the innovation of Spider-Man. It was like, this guy isn't a god like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, rich, where a horrible thing happened to him. He was just a guy going out of his business and this happened. So when you say like, no, no, it actually was amazing magic. You're like, Oh man, I like the, it could be me <laughs> yeah, part. <laughs> no, it can't be, I guess. The whole Ezekiel Moreland of it, again, just to sort of lay this out as simply as possible, there's a guy named Ezekiel who essentially was sort of the first Spider-Man. Like he also has Spider-Man powers. He just never became Spider-Man. He became a businessman instead. That's something that was revealed in the run. There was also a character named Moreland. And he's sort of a, sorry, just to give yeah. it context, he's like a motherfucker that likes to ice skate uphill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the interesting thing about him was he was actually in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, it's a weird coincidence. Uh, and the thing, if you're into, if you become a Spider-Man, all you can do is spider stuff. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's 100%. I do want to get back to that and that whole line in a second, but just to briefly break down who Moreland is, who doesn't necessarily play into this trailer, though I'll mention why I bring him up in a second. He is in a mortal, super strong vampire who eats spider people throughout the multiverse he's part of a family of morelands that's not what they're called but a family of morelands <laughs> who do the same sort of thing and they clash with spider-man on various um ways the reason ezekiel reveals himself at least in part is because morland has emerged to take out peter parker which will destroy the web of life etc etc here i'm going to get into speculation here I think what they're doing in this trailer, and possibly there's some twists and turns, but I think they've taken Ezekiel and Moreland and mooshed them up into one character, where Ezekiel mm. is somebody who knows about the web of life and seemingly has removed uh, Julia Carpenter becoming Spider-Woman, Anya Corazon becoming Arana, and Maddie Franklin becoming Spider-Woman from the web of life, changed history. And that ties into, this is the big spoiler that we get to here, though I think a lot of people probably know this already. You briefly see Adam Scott in the trailer. Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker, and Emma Roberts, who doesn't show up at all, is playing Mary Parker. I believe the plot of the movie is this Ezekiel Moreland character trying to remove Peter Parker from the web of life so you never get Spider-Man. So this is all about all of these women not being tracked down in a Final Destination way, so much as trying to make sure that Spider-Man is bored. Yeah, fun. I, I guess uh, that's a lot. No, it's too much it's to not, put on a movie. It's not? Agree, and that's the not fun part of, like, that's why, like, Final Destination, but for superheroes, that's the movie. Mm -hmm. That's the movie we want. If all of that Spider, the Peter Parker stuff is a little bit of lay on, that is sort of tying us in and maybe is more of like a little epilogue or something. That's cool. If the whole story is about the hole in the movie of not having the actual Spider-Man, but they're only talking about how we have to get Peter Parker born. That's a not fun movie. Yeah. So it all depends on execution, I think. And there's a way that this could be that fun, simple version of it. The movies that are successful for Sony or they can do an MCU version of it, which will be like wildly heavy and complicated and uh, just too much all at once.
I worry it's going to be the latter because that's what Sony always errs towards. I know you were giving them big ups at the beginning of the conversation, but I do think that something that Sony always does is they stumble luckily into something like mm. they didn't know Venom was going to work. That was a huge surprise because Tom Hardy is a madman who just did a bunch of insane things in that movie. They have partnered up with Marvel and had a lot of success there, but they always want to build towards their own universe. They always want to like build things out. So here, this is their opportunity to throw a bunch of Spider-Man things in there. And I think give the importance of Spider-Man, maybe flash ahead to show us, Toby Maguire and everybody loses their minds, not even new footage. It's like old footage or something like that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like you said, I think this is a fun cast. I like a lot of the people in it. Dakota Johnson is a weirdo. So I'm interested to see what she does with the role. Cindy yeah. is great. Elizabeth, uh, excuse me. Isabella Merced is also great. I know this is a crazy thing to say, but if you've never seen the live action Dora movie, she stars in that and it is hilarious. She's great in mm. that. Uh, Celeste wow. O'Connor, I don't really know, but I don't know. Uh, last thing, um, oh, not last thing. We should probably mention the line. Obviously, it went viral. The, he was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she dies. That line is insane. Yeah, but that's that's Sony insane. Yes. That's the kind of Sony insane line that we and it's in it's in the family of the Blade line that we keep making fun of as well. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And last thing that I just wanted to ask you, we get to see presumably Ezekiel in this dark Spider-Man costume. What do you think about that, Justin? I thought it was cool. I mean, as far as like the Ezekiel Morlin of it, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about that. Just <laughs> seeing a cool evil Spider-Man, I'm here for that. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. You don't like it. No, it looks bad to me. I don't know. I, I don't ah. need to see... Like, it's the same thing as I don't need them to save baby Spider-Man, if that's the plot. I also don't need there to be a dark Spider-Man. Dude in suit, walking around barefoot, attacking people. That's enough. Like, we don't need yeah. to throw him in a Spider-Man suit as well. I mean, I agree with that. But also, what's the easiest note in the world to give if you're an exec? Let's put him in the Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yeah, sell more tickets like, that way, 100%. I mean, do every like the action figures, all of it. So I, I'm not saying that's a good reason to do it, but like it makes – they were always going to put a Spider-Man adjacent costume on him. Yes, absolutely. Last thing I'll say just before we move on, the logo for the movie is bonkers, and I know that's a crazy note to give, but they have Madam Web in almost but not quite the Spider-Man font with almost but not quite the Spider-Man colors, but then for some reason they made – the little parts of the M and stuff into the skyline of New York City. Like, is so this, you know. So it's a romantic, com it's a romantic comedy coming yeah. out on February 14th. D there you go. Dakota Johnson. I mean, there's probably a little bit of that. Like, let's try to make it everything. Dakota Johnson, mostly a rom-com or at least like that uh, adjacent type of movie star. So get a little bit of that juice in there. There we go. Got to get that spider juice. juice. Spider juice, spider juice, spider blood. Let's move on to another one. This is coming up very quickly. Now, what if season two and Marvel is doing a special event for this? This is going to be nine episodes starting December 22nd, running through December 30th, one episode a day. Again, we're going to get potentially to some spoilers here, but I know we were a little, no pun intended, iffy about the first season. I think there was some stuff that we liked, some stuff that we were like, I don't know why I'm watching this. Are you yeah. hyped at all for season two? Well, after I watching the trailer, I mean, to after watching the trailer, of course. 
yeah, related to, related to our conversation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like an extension of our conversation. I guess. Oh, okay. So conversation, like keep you present a topic and then you follow up on it and go back and forth. All right. Yeah, I guess. And go back and forth. Yeah, we can go back and forth, I guess. A series of monologues by Justin and Alex. The uh, That's what a conversation really is. That's what a podcast is. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Ahem. I, uh, I, I mean, watching the trailer is... It had it's there's so much going on in this when it in the pro the fun of the first season was very much like what it, we don't know where this is going to go. It feels like full of potential. This one feels like even in the lines that we're getting from the watcher, it's like it's happening again. I'm going to keep telling you about it. I don't do sequels. It's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you would mean? And it feels like there's a big story here that we're getting pieces of mm -hmm. rather than a series of smaller, interesting stories that are uh, one-offs. And I much prefer that for my what if. This feels like a complicated television show. Well, that's a surprising thing. And I think you're right. That's the same impression that I got from the trailer as well, is we're building up this big Uber story. But the producers have said that they were going for more done ones with this season, that they're doing things that are a little more fun and riffy on the MCU versus these big weighty things that they were dealing with in the first season. But... That's certainly not the impression here. Uh, on the negative side, I would say this reminded me a lot of the stuff that I didn't like for the first season. Like you brought up the line about, yeah. I don't do sequels. And the whole winky watcher, love Jeffrey Wright, but I can't get yes. on board with that. The thing where he's like cracking jokes and stuff. I don't know. That doesn't work. I agree. If anything, he's the opposite. Mm -hmm. You want him to be so earnest and so like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but this is of grave concern. Like, I like that guy. This guy was like, you'll never believe the shit that Black Panther's up to today. I'm just like, I don't need that guy. Uh, yes. So I agree with that. The other thing is just mentioning the multiverse at this point in relation to the MCU just makes me recoil a little bit. Particularly it's a triggering because, word. It's a triggering word. Particularly because, like... And I've talked about this incessantly. I'm a broken record here. But visually representing it this way, I had forgotten that the Watcher is in some sort of Crystal Carter type thing. And that's what the multiverse yeah. is to him. Versus the 13 other ways that we've seen the multiverse depicted throughout the MCU. There's no consistency there. And it's very frustrating. You do you want it to be a, a big uh, like machine like from Loki? the whatever i, like I want it to be something like not to run through the whole thing again but we first Vines. visually represented it as branching timelines back in loki season one and then yep. they did the whole crystal thing in what if and we're like all right this will connect somehow it doesn't we've now seen it with the lube we've seen it with loki is sitting there and loki is threads through a tree uh with threads we've seen it other ways in spider-man across the spider-verse as a web of life so like maybe the idea is you could represent it any way you want but going back to this particularly right after loki season two which is like we've reset the multiverse this is what it looks like now it's loki on a throne holding all the threads and powering it with this green energy and the watcher's like something terrible has happened to the multiverse doesn't look like that though is i don't, I don't know there's just like all the stuff that we've been hearing about the mcu it feels like there's no oversight and the conversations are just crossing each other where production schedule shift, right? But at the same yeah. time, they should have known if what if season two is coming out at some point after Loki season two, this is what it's got to look like, you know? 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, I agree with you. I mean, that happens in comics too, a ton. So like, it doesn't tear me up as much maybe as you. Uh, who, who is I'm, very I'm screaming that, yeah. You're torn up about it. Uh, but especially when the whole Watchers thing is, there is a barrier. He's always like watching. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I buy if they can sort of just say that, that his view has shattered and he's not uh, because of what's happening in Loki. Say like, there's a way to get through that, that disjuncture. Because the, the, the parts of this that are fun are like, mm-hmm. oh, this animation is so cool. It's nice to see a lot of these characters again. I'm much more interested in seeing like Thanos and, and some of the other characters. Seeing some of the movie and TV characters that I am less in love with, like your Winter Soldier mm-hmm. uh, coming out of hit that show. I'm like, oh, we right. We're going to be following up on a lot of their stories, which are sort of dangling and a little confusing. When what I want is like, what if... Uh, Hulk, Tony Stark was the Hulk. I want like, boom, mm-hmm. give me it. And yeah. that may be one of them. I saw a mustache Hulk in this. I yeah, that's there's an episode, not to spoil it, called What If the Hulk Had a Beard? And Yeah, oh, sick. See, simple. Mm-hmm. Every day. Let's do the regular stuff again. <laughs> well, okay, to get into that, and this is, uh, I'll mention the things that are out there, and then we actually have a list of rumored titles that I could run through here. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, this is the stuff that's confirmed. If you want non-spoilers, we do know there is going to be an episode called What If Captain Carter Fought the Hydra Stomper? This is following up on the first season episode of basically giving our Winter Soldier, except it's Steve Rogers inside the Hydra Stomper costume. So where the first season was Captain America, the first Avenger with Peggy Carter, Captain America, uh, or Captain Britain, or Captain Carter, whatever you want to call her. This one is going to be Love Winter it. Soldier, but with those characters. So that's that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fun. Uh, we also have an entirely original character is going to be introduced here in an episode. Her name is Kahori. She is a Mohawk woman who finds the Tesseract when it lands in pre-colonial America. This episode, I believe, all or mostly is going to be in the Mohawk language. Um, and they consulted with the Mohawk people to make sure that it was all locked up. That's pretty cool as well. I think that's cool. That's That feels like, oh, this is a story that's not going to be told anywhere else in the Marvel Universe. Very fun, interesting. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So those are the 100% confirmed ones. Let's get into the full episode rundown. Again, potential spoilers here if this is accurate. And I think based on the footage, it probably is. First episode is going to be, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think our reaction there is maybe like, yeah, I guess. What if? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what if? I don't know. Nothing I really ever thought of. Good for her, I guess. But it's sort of like when you're sitting around with friends and like, oh, tell that story about that crazy night you had. And you're like, yeah, oh, a great story. And then at 2 a.m. you're like, what was this story where you were driving and like, <laughs> and the nebula, nebula joined the Nova Corps? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's cool. So yeah. it's a little bit down the pipe uh, yeah. from like the right. big stories. It's, exactly. It's the opposite of what you're saying. It's not like the big story where you're like, ooh, I'm excited for this. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, next one, episode two, is what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Um, I like that. That's a little more, I assume, he got recruited by his dad and uh, after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or following up on the cliffhanger from the first season, potentially. Um, where I agree. I think yeah. I think that's cool. Uh, yeah, that could be fun. Uh, 
What do you think about this one? We get this one right at the end here to tee up why they're doing this as a Christmas event. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? It's a whole Die Hard episode with Happy Hogan in Avengers Tower. I mean, that could be fun. I will say watching the trailer when they're like, grave importance crisis. And then they're like, uh, goof on <laughs> Die Hard. I was like, what is the tonal mismatch here? It feels a little strange. Though I will say, if that was just a thing like that feels like a fun standalone episode yeah I, if it's I, funny i need a sense of why that's a what if like what if happy hook and save christmas what what is the difference here like where are we branching off into the multiverse because to your point happy hook and trapped in adventures towers doing and i die hard fun concept is this different than like what what point are we diverging from here is what I want to know. Yes. If the Watcher's premise is he's only shows up at uh, moments of universal importance, I'd be curious to see how that falls into Happy in the duct trying to do Die Hard. And I will say the Die Hard joke in the trailer, fine. Yeah. But you can't do that for the whole episode. No, yeah. no more. You get one. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see, though. Uh, the next one is an interesting one. This is What If Iron Man Crashed Into the Grandmaster is the name of it. This was actually an episode that was supposed to be in season one. I believe the season one finale, but they didn't finish it in time. So ended up shunting it to season two. Pretty surprising that this was the one that introduced these variants of, I believe, Iron Man and Gamora that showed up in the season two finale, given that the season two finale was like legitimately end of the multiverse stakes. So the the idea that they were going to end season one with like, and then they do Fast and the Furious on the Grandmaster's planet, pretty weird, but I'm into it. Weird. But it, I mean, I that, that's the thing is like, the, that that's a fun idea. The it's the the titles are just I'm like, oh, yeah, what if that happened? It's, they're not like the what if when a comic comes out, it's like, what if the Fantastic Four like was if Dr. Doom killed them? It's like, yo, that is crazy. Mm -hmm. These titles are like, what if you bumped into your cousin at the mall? It's like, oh, probably have a normal day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one is the Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stumper, which we talked about. Here's one that I'm very interested to check out. Uh, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? This is specifically riffing off of Marvel 1602 by Neil Gaiman. And was it Adam Kubert on art? I might be blanking. Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Uh, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. But this was a actual alternate universe st story, sort of. Wink, wink, mm. twist. Yeah, uh, Big which wink. took all Watch of wink. the Marvel characters and shunted them back to 1602. I will say it's surprising to me to have both what if the Avengers assembled in 1602 and this Kahori thing. Uh, that's actually the second to last episode. What if Kahori reshaped the world? Um, when they're both pre colonial America, so I wonder if there's going to be any tie in there, maybe. I gotta think there's a tie in there, otherwise, especially if they're right next to each other in the season. It, they have to, I would think they would have to be connected. Yeah. Uh, well, there's actually one episode between them, which is what if Hela found the 10 rings? We see this a bunch. There's a riffing on some Shang-Chi stuff. It looks like the characters from Shang-Chi are fighting Odin among other folks. That's fun. That's something I wouldn't have thought of to the point that we're making. And it does feel like a riff that could change things in a big way. Yeah. Yeah, big. Those aren't my favorite parts of the Marvel universe. <laughs> sure. Uh, but but uh, yeah, but I do like I think that's a fun premise. Yeah. And the last one, which is as vague as humanly possible, is what if Strange Supreme intervened? 
It's like, I don't know, I guess. What, what but else? isn't that going to be the, the Thanos stuff and some of the stuff that they teed up at the end of last season? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, maybe it is Strange Supreme who, if I remember correctly, is kind of like hanging out with the Watcher at this point. Is he trapped? Yeah. He's like trapped in a little bubbly thing. If I don't, that's know. the way it ended. But I don't know what because isn't that isn't that Strange Supreme related to what happened in Multiverse of Madness? No, they're two different Strange Supremes. They are for real. For real. Oh man, that's crazy. It is crazy, but I could see something where he starts doing a bunch of what ifs throughout the multiverse in order to get Christine back and we get a sequel to that episode, which that was uh what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his heads, I think was the name of the episode. Yeah. So if we get a sequel, I like that, that episode. That was a good that was episode. a good episode. Yeah. yeah. So if they could double down on that, I think that might be interesting. So there you go. Yeah. What if, uh, and last but not least, let's talk about this. This came out a while back, but we haven't really talked about it on the podcast. So figured it was worth talking about here. Echo, five episodes. All Echo, com- Echo, 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 all coming out January 10th on Hulu and Disney Plus. Other little highlights here that I'll mention. This is the first and so far only show that is coming out under the Marvel Spotlight banner, which is supposed to indicate somehow to people that, hey, you don't need continuity to watch this despite the fact that this show is a sequel to both Daredevil on Netflix, Hawkeye on Disney Plus, and reportedly teeing up the next Daredevil series on Disney Plus as well. But it's totally disconnected. It's totally about Yeah, you don't need to know. It's in the spotlight. Exactly. It's in the spotlight. And it is starring Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez. After the events of Hawkeye, she returns to Oklahoma to reconnect with her homeland and kick the crap out of some dudes. Um, and also, totally disconnected from anything else, Daredevil is in it, uh, but that's disconnected from other things. So there you go. Not related. Different Daredevil. Yes. Different Strange Supreme. <laughs> exactly. What did you think about different. this trailer, Justin? Uh, it's it's surprising. I mean, I, we talked about this a little bit, I think, on the live show, but like, it's very violent and to the point where it was almost like my like, yeah, you're not liking our movies. Well, how about this? Why don't you just chew on this for a minute? And it's like very aggressive, uh, much more intense. The performances are more intense. Uh, Kingpin is like great, very Kingpin scary. So like, I like this. It's funny to like, I mean, sort of like Madam Web. It's like, these are good trailers. Is the final product good? Rumor has it, no for echo specifically where it's like this has been a a a production that has had a lot of problems they've shifted around a ton they cut a bunch of episodes right yeah this is rumory this hasn't been confirmed but the rumor was that they originally went for eight episodes had to scrap a bunch because it didn't make any sense and ultimately ended up releasing five so it's not like there's three episodes that were cut out there is that they did a bunch of reshoots and that ultimately ended up with these five episodes that are coming out and that's not to say, you yeah. know, that, that it's inherently bad. It's just a strange way to arrive at your final product. Uh, but I will say if it's a lot like the trailer, then that's cool. And again, if they pared it down. So we've talked about this in relation to the Marvels movie, where it was like there's clearly a much more complicated movie that they probably shot to completion and then cut it way back to just be like, this is better. And I think it probably was better in the Marvels case. Mm-hmm. And let's hope that they did the same thing here with that guy. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, We always want things to be good. And to your point, this is a very good trailer that hooks mostly on it kind of being a kingpin show almost more than anything. Vincent D'Onofrio, awesome. Great seeing him in the classic white suit, kicking the crap out of the dude. Uh, That's very fun. The action is very good. This is 
again, just based on the trailer, but I feel like there is this nostalgia for the Netflix Marvel shows at this point where people are like, oh man, I want a street level thing that stretches on too long and I could just kind of sit in for a while. I mean, I know they don't think that, but that's what this feels like a piece with. And maybe there is a place for that. I don't know. Uh, Maybe, and especially, I'm curious how this will affect the Daredevil show that they have now scrapped and are going back completely to to remake. If this is good or if this tone is hitting, then I bet the Daredevil show will take a lot of that on. And maybe it will be a little more Kingpin-focused if he hits. I mean, the thing is, the Vincent D'Onofrio feels like he just lives as the Kingpin and just shows up to the set and does it. (laughs) Like, it's so inhabited. In a, in a great way. So. It's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, and also this is, God, I'm forgetting the artist here, but it's Brian Michael Bendis wrote this. It was, I think the Echo series, I think it was an Echo series where that followed up on him being shot in the eye. So uh, there's yeah. certainly like riffs on that a little bit here. If I got all of those details wrong, again, I apologize. Um, a couple of other things that I wanted to mention here. So we touched on this a little bit, but five episodes all coming out at the same time, both on Hulu and Disney Plus. I think given the troubles behind the scene, this seems like a smart move because watching five hours of television, it all sort of washes out into highlights rather than focusing on the lowlights week to week, potentially. What do you think about that, Justin? Yeah, I think so. If there are true lowlights, but if they sort of are slamming this together and making it like basically a movie, uh, a little bit of a longer movie. I think that is that is right. I I am I like better being able to have things parceled out, even mm-hmm. if it's like the first two or three, and then more. Like if if I were releasing this, my best version of it would be two, and then successive weeks for the last three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's probably a reason they're dropping <laughs> them all at once. Probably. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, I should have written down this quote and I didn't, but the showrunner talked a little bit, was asked, is Maya Lopez going to have the echo powers that she has in the comics, which are repeating the actions that other people do? Very Taskmaster-like. Yeah. And the showrunner said no, because those powers are stupid. I don't think she used those words, but that those powers don't make sense. So whatever her power is, she'll stay quiet on and you'll see in the show. Um, Hmm. My feeling on that is twofold. One, those are cool powers, actually. I don't know what, with also Taskmaster, who they radically changed for the Black Widow movie, I don't know what Marvel Studios has against this power set necessarily. Me too, because also the the way Echo was introduced is she was such a great character, was so cool. Like I was like, finally a character in Daredevil's world that is a match for him, both in story, uh, characterization and power set. And they've just gone so far away with that from that in so many ways with Echo and especially now in the TV version. Well, I'll throw something else out there in the opposite direction. Given how good Alakwa Cox was back on Hawkeye, I don't think she needs powers. Like, agree. I I agree because I would think if the powers, hearing um, her say like, "You'll see the powers," I'm like, I don't know if I want that. I don't want her to be like (laughs) suddenly she can like has laser eyes or something. Like, (laughs) let's just keep her the way she is. Then, yeah, she's very cool. She's a great fighter. I'm excited to check out the show. I really do hope that it is good, but. We will see. We'll be there. We'll be be on the scene. 
Seems like we're going to have a busy uh, winter break. Absolutely. Got a lot to talk about. No Christmas for you, Justin. Yeah. Oh, man. It's okay. Watching Marvel television is my Christmas. And you are our Christmas if you yes, support this Yes, that's right, Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Alex. Okay, okay. You're if our you, Christmas. <laughs> if you support the show and all the shows we do at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel stuff, Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice. To subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, comicbookclublive.com. For this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous in the Amazon where my mom died when she was researching <laughs> spiders. I got that wrong. That's I think that's right. But honestly, like, where would there be an, a hill of ice for you to skate up? Like, how would that even happen? <laughs> well, the, the, the it could be down. It could be down. It's just most ice is flat. Yeah. Well, I was researching a hill made of ice in the uh, Siberia <laughs> when that yeah. never mind. <laughs>